This is Tania, and you're listening to Nia on Purpose. I started this podcast to create a space where I can speak with intention and walk in my purpose. I hope that listeners resonate with something I say and are encouraged to also live purposefully. Welcome back to another episode of Nia on Purpose. This is your host, Nia. I hope this is not your first time listening to me, but if it is, welcome to the podcast. This is an episode that is going to talk about a lot of grief experiences that I've, I've experienced over the last seven years nearly with the loss of my twin sister, and we'll just go ahead and hop right in. As most listeners may know or if you know me very well you know that my identical twin sister passed away on may 7th 2017. i'm unsure if i mentioned this before but my cousin also passed away on the same day and we found out literally while we were at the hospital initially for my sister's death they died assuming hours apart and I just really wanted to take a moment to remember her as well because so many people around me so many people close to me lost two people that day two lives and and that's just the ones that impacted me I mean I'm sure there were thousands of people around the world that died on May 7th 2017 but to have two people in your life pass away on the exact same day is tough so I I did want to take a moment to remember her as well her name is Anaya and her death was unnatural and from my understanding pretty malicious so not only do I pray for healing for my parents and my brother but her parents and her brother and and her family as well It's almost been seven years since both of them passed away. On this episode, I want to talk about the first year. So seven days after my sister's death, seven weeks after my sister's death, seven months after my sister's death. And then I also want to talk about seven years just to kind of, I guess, wrap it all up and kind of do like a, a, a then versus now type of situation. Seven days after my sister's death was around the week of May 14th. If I'm not mistaken, we had just had my sister's funeral. I went back to Memphis incredibly quickly. I remember not wanting to even go home for my sister's funeral, but of course I had to go home for my sister's funeral. As a result, I I came back to Memphis rather quickly. I jumped into work. I was working as a conference assistant um, at the University of Memphis in the residence life department I remember that year specifically I joined like a lot of different committees I took on a lot of different tasks I was doing a lot of programming I remember I was on the search committee for the new like director of the residence life program at the University of Memphis and in a way I became kind of like a liaison between students and faculty and administration and I just remember being like so engulfed in in task that it almost seems like I, I did not have time to grieve. 
if that makes sense. And it wasn't like a, all these things are thrown at me. It's I'm throwing myself into all of these things so I don't have to think about the passing of my sister. Also during that time, I got my first tattoo. I remember that me and my sister had planned to get tattoos like right after we were like, as soon as mom leaves, this was like the week she was in the hospital. But it was like, as soon as mama leaves, we'll go get tattoos together and it'll be like our thing because our birthday had just passed as well. And unfortunately, we were not able to do that. And so I got matching tattoos with her then boyfriend. And that's kind of where I was seven days ish after my sister passed. Seven weeks after my sister passed was around the week of June 25th. In June, I went on a trip with TRIO, which is a student support service program at the University of Memphis, and we went to visit some colleges, the Smoky Mountains, and just get out and explore the options we had for grad school and things of that nature. Um, This was one of the first times that I had taken like a, a little break from work, and it was essentially a free trip, which who's going to turn down a free trip? I got to go with some of my friends. I met some of my friends on that trip. And then I also got to go with my then boyfriend. And so it was like, this is like, you know, the best kind of scenario possible right now. I remember thinking how beautiful, like, the world is and the mountains and just like nature and all of God's creations in general. And just thinking like, wow. This is amazing. It was really refreshing, really nice. I feel like in that moment, I needed that. I do remember on that trip, and I think I've mentioned this before, but I'm not 100% sure. On that trip, I think someone asked me where was my sister, and I had to, that was the first time I had to explain, like, oh, my sister passed away a little while ago, a month and a half ago. And that was probably the, again, the first time that I had to say those things and it was so weird because like of course not everyone knows these are people that I some people I'm meeting for the first time some people that didn't know me for real and I remember that night going to bed I was so upset like it just I don't know I think it when I said it out loud it just hit me in a way that it hadn't quite hit me yet and so I cried so much that night and I remember that It will always be like one of those moments in time that I remember specifically. I can pinpoint where I was, what I was doing, who I was with during that time. And, and I, I think that was one of the first times that I felt true, like physical heartbreak. The pain in my chest didn't feel like anxiety. It literally felt like my heart was breaking and I could feel it. I don't know how else to explain it, and I don't think it's something that you can understand unless you've actually felt that feeling, but that was one of the first nights I feel like I began to grieve and feel all the feelings that you feel when when you lose a loved one. Seven months after my sister passed away um, was around the week of December 4th, and so around that time, I remember, it was actually late November, but I had cut my hair into like a little tiny bob and dyed it like blood red (laughs) and I really feel like like if you know you know but that is when you know 
they're going through a true crisis, when you cut and dye your hair, when you're looking for some kind of change, when you're removing dead weight, whatever you want to call it, you are going through something. You are trying to you are trying to rid yourself of something that cannot be understood. And I mean, like within reason, yeah, <laughs> I really was. I remember also during that time, I think me and my girlfriends were probably as close as we had been quite yet. I met them, of course, at the beginning of the summer. So um, seven days-ish after my sister passed, these girls came into my life about, I would say more like a month after my sister passed away, but still in the same like time period. So we were hanging out all the time, partying a lot, drinking a lot, and all of those things on that entire first year. And all I can think about is the first year is hard. It is super hard. I looked back at my, when I was like preparing for this episode, I looked back at like my Facebook, my Twitter, my Instagram, my Snapchat. I wanted to like actually look back at any memories possible during these times to be able to really capture what was happening seven weeks, seven, seven months and all of those things after my sister passed. And uh, I saw something really odd on my Facebook and I was like, that does not add up in my memory. And it just reminded me that like, I was moving real, real crazy back then. A lot of things now don't make sense. And I think it's because I didn't know how to cope. I didn't know how to handle life. I didn't know like, honestly, how to be a good person. I, I'm i not saying that, like, you know, I was just, like, a terrible piece of crap back then, but I think that I moved in such a way that I didn't truly care about anyone else's feelings. And it shows looking back. It shows, unfortunately, looking back. I think that I had love for people, but at the end of the day, it was kind of like, um, I'm going to do what feels good in the moment because I don't get these feel-good moments often. And I look back and... I don't necessarily regret the things I did in my past, but I do wish that I'd recognize that hurt people hurt people, and it's not okay. I think it's also, like, just really of of, of note that during the entire first year, I, I really didn't take time to, to take a break. I was on the go all the time doing whatever I could to pass the time. I was, again, drinking a lot. I was coping in an unhealthy way, um, taking unprescribed medication to get through the days. I was really just all over the place with, like, relationships, friendships, essentially just doing a lot of things that didn't make sense, like, looking back. I will also say, like, I was super young back then, pretty immature, too, and now I feel like I'm just in a different state of mind, so I could, I see things differently now, but yeah, um, I do remember on her, her angel day, that's what we're gonna call it, the, the year, the, her first angel day is, like, the first, it's so weird to say this, but first anniversary of her death, that's so weird to say, so I'm gonna say angel death for the sake of, like, 
not feeling uncomfortable every time I say death anniversary. On her angel day, her first angel day, my family and I invited a bunch of our friends and loved ones, some of my professors, my mentors from the U of M, my classmates, all from the U of M, and we did kind of like a candlelight vigil at the University Center Fountain. We prayed, we released balloons, and kind of just fellowship together. It was a really nice way to to wrap up that first year, to be surrounded by love. And it was sweet because so many people came out, and you just really, you truly, really never know how you impact somebody until you pass away. And it's just so... I wish it wasn't like that, but it is what it is. Another thing that I remember about that first year and honestly the the subsequent years is that I felt like I needed to stay attached to people that knew her. So our friends, her sorority, Tau Beta Sigma, her um, boyfriend at the time and my best friend, her classmates that turned into my friends, like all these people that like knew her. Even some of our high school classmates that knew her, I feel like such an attachment to those people because they knew her and I'm meeting so many new people every day that didn't even get the chance to know her. So I feel like, um, for lack of better terminology, I'm going to say obligation, although I do not feel obligated to be their friends. I'm just going to say that for the sake of this episode. I feel like I have to stay close to those people. I remember when I was still in college and I was dating this guy he hated my guy friends and I was just like I have to be friends with them because they knew Tanise they knew us as a couple me and Tanise as a as, as twins and I refused to let them go and he just hated it but <laughs> and it's just crazy like anyways the relationship is a whole different story but I feel super connected to them in a way that I don't always feel super connected to people that didn't know her and I feel like it it's changing unfortunately I don't feel as close to some of those people as I did and it makes me feel guilty it makes me feel like I'm losing a piece of my sister and I kind of just don't know what to do with that, with those feelings. I'll also say in like the year after she passed and also the subsequent years, I have developed really unhealthy codependent relationships that replicate the relationship I had with my sister. And so when I say me and my sister did everything together, I try to form relationships with people based on the idea that we do every single thing together every single thing together and I think in reality like that's just not normal for most people because most people don't have an identical twin and then it's also just not healthy to be so codependent on someone that like you miss them while you go to the bathroom like I have no words (laughs) but here we are it's been almost seven years now since my sister passed. I think that each year that passes brings on its own set of feelings. Honestly, I could say each day, (laughs) each day, each hour, whether that be sadness, 
anger, frustration, loneliness, fear, and sometimes, of course, joy and peace. I'm not even going to lie and, and act like I've just been sad and depressed for the last seven years. There are pockets of joy and happiness and peace. And I'm so grateful for each of those moments. I also think that as each year passes by, again, I'm getting older and I'm maturing and I'm navigating life in, in ways that I've never before. Since my sister has passed, I've moved. Since my sister has passed, I have not been to her grave the way I used to go. I used to go sit at her grave with my blanket. I used to talk to her. I used to pray. I haven't done that in a very long time. I used to have to go sit by her grave to feel okay, to feel like I was close to her. So, so many, so many things have changed. And I've also learned that over the years, the shock doesn't go away. Some days I still wake up or I'm sitting in my living room watching TV or I'm at work and a student just left my office and the only thing I can think for some reason is wow my sister really died like she's really gone it just really just it hits out of nowhere sometimes and I think those are the hardest moments back to something that I said earlier about feeling guilty and and losing attachment to those that knew her I still don't know how I'm going to navigate that as I near her seventh angel day. I removing myself from friendships and relationships is really, really difficult for me. And I don't know if I'm doing the right thing at sometimes. I don't want to, in a way, disrespect her. I feel like sometimes I'm disrespecting her. And I want to only honor her literally till the day I die and so that is something that I will be navigating and and learning and exploring and trying to just figure out in the seventh year that she's been gone just to reflect again my sister died on the seventh day of May it will be seven years soon that she's been gone and it will also be my seventh birthday that I celebrate without her and I just found some, a pattern in numbers. And I kind of want to just talk about that a little bit as I prepare to close out this episode. So again, she passed on the seventh day of May. The seventh day, if we're talking biblical, is the day of rest. And I just think it's so crazy that she, she, she was in the hospital for a week. She struggled those first six days. I'll say the first five days. On the sixth day, she felt really good-ish. She was ready to go home. And then on the seventh day, she passed. And in my head, it's kind of like God saying, rest now. You've been overworking your body for a week, and you need to rest now. Seven also symbolizes completion or perfection. And emphasis is more so on completion rather than perfection. But I think God saw her as complete. She'd served her purpose on earth. 
on the seventh day. And so now she she must pass away, pass on. These past seven years have been so difficult. And I feel like I have dealt with so much more than most people ever deal with in an entire life. I'm not saying that I've had it the hardest out of anybody in the world, but it's gotten real tough at times, really, really tough at times. And I feel like this year means so much because I'm personally hoping and praying that I find some type of relief in this year. But I also like not only hope and pray, but I actually believe that this year will be so different than any of the years in the past. And I do not think it is, it's a coincidence that it's my seventh birthday in my 20s and also the seventh year my sister's been gone. I kind of just like Googled the importance of the number seven, the even the biblical meaning of the number seven. And something that I, I saw was saying that from one to seven is a linear journey. I also heard that like... um you'll experience like seven years of tribulation and trials and then you experience peace and all that was bad is kind of like washed away essentially and I truly feel like that's that's gonna happen for me so not only am I sad that I've been living my life for without my sister for seven years because God knows I'm like to be completely honest I feel like I've tried every way <laughs> to not to not live without my sister, to to be with her, if I'm being completely honest. But I'm still here, and it's like I, I think that it's time for me to really start living for myself and doing things that I enjoy and stop feeling so guilty, one, about things I can't control, and then two, about things that no longer serve me. On that note, I think that I have ran my mouth enough on this episode I feel really good where I'm at and I don't want to get more emotional than I already have on this episode so if I have more to say I'll say it on another episode thank you for listening through the ups and downs of this episode and I can't wait for you all to hear more again for listening to Nia on Purpose. My goal is always to reach a new individual and encourage the spread of love, hope, compassion, and peace. I hope I succeeded and I hope y'all come back for more. Be sure to support me in any way you see fit and tune in next time. And remember,